0: From the lakefront to the riverfront, this is where Wisconsin sports fans come to talk. The Bill Michaels Show. Now, here's your host,
1: Bill Michaels.
0: Good day and welcome. We are broadcasting live. We are here at the Toy Drive. Our uh, flagship station out of Milwaukee does this every year, and they do a fantastic job, and uh, we're honored just to be a part of it. It's 1250 AM and 1057 FM, The Fan, out of Milwaukee, and uh, if you want to make a monetary donation to the Toy Drive for Children's Wisconsin and Robin's Nest, you can do so by simply going to 1057fmthefan.com or stop by Blaine's Farm and Fleet here on Rosson Avenue, just south of Milwaukee, and uh, we're going to be here a little while longer, but from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. every day, somebody is here and uh, whether it's buying a, a new unwrapped toy and bringing one, or buying one here, or dropping off a monetary donation, or if you would like, you can stop by and uh, slip your credit card in the dip jar. You can do that. You can do it online. I mean, there are plenty of ways to be a part of this, and we've had so many people co- that have come by and just been great to us. So if you keep it coming, we certainly would appreciate it. Joining us here inside our Bear Sunroom studios, live here on site, our buddy Craig Cashon from Fox Sports, Wisconsin. How you doing, man? Great, buddy. How, How you are you enjoying doing? the offseason? Uh,
1: well, you know the Bucks kind of keep you a little yeah. busy too. So, but it's been it's been good. I mean, the the whole run for the Bucks right now, followed by the Brewers the last two years. It's uh, uh I could not have uh, dreamed of a better one-two punch to uh, have a year-round job right. in this in this TV business, and it's uh, it's been great. It's great to be here, first of all, with you yeah, guys uh, again this year. I don't know how many years uh, we've been coming this out and is, doing I all think this. Ten but, for me, yeah. But uh, they've been doing this 13 years. Yeah, it's been it's been great, and it's it's great to see people. Just you know, I've only been here a few minutes. I've already seen two cars drive up. One was a pickup and had a boatload of toys. That's great. And it's uh, great to see. I I love the owl out there too, waving (laughs) at everybody. (laughs) That's like a a
0: mascot uh, mascot full time job out there. And uh, well, the owl is warm. (laughs) I don't know if the the owl is supposed to be the owl. The owl just found the the suit that keeps you the warmest, I guess, in the wind. Um, we'll start with the Bucs. Bucks right now streaking, and uh, I had said at the beginning of the season, 62 wins. People thought I was a little bit nuts. Uh, they still have a legitimate shot at doing that, but uh, they're doing it in many different facets right now. Granted, they're in a softer portion of the schedule, but they're doing it in many different facets. Big game coming up on Friday night. Yeah, for sure. The Clippers coming in. They've got uh, Detroit tomorrow
1: on the road, uh, first before that, but uh, of course, everyone's looking at that Friday night game, and they want the they want a uh, a full squad uh, rematch, if you will. The Bucks already were out playing the Clippers, and uh, you know Kawhi comes to town now, and, and um, you know uh, the place is going to be absolutely hopping. I'll tell you, Pfizer Forum. We've had um, uh, the last couple of weeks on Mondays. We've had full crowds. It's always sold out. But you, you remember going over to uh, to the Bradley right. Center on, on a Monday? They announce a sixteen thousand in, <laughs> in November, December. Game. I mean, there was you right. know six or seven thousand people at best in there, and, and it's. Uh, but the product is so much better, obviously, and Giannis is a must see. Um, I was kind of kidding around with some some fans that were around our our stage set area yesterday at halftime. I said, you better get your halftime stuff and come back in the third quarter if you want to see him play again because he'll be done midway through the third quarter with mm-hmm. this blowout. He won't play the rest of the way. Right. And, uh, and I'm, I'm telling you, if you're paying full price for tickets, you want to see that guy every minute for yeah. sure. And, and he's certainly done his best to carry this team right now.
0: What has made this team better this year? Well,
1: well, Giannis is better. I mean, I, I am not kidding. I, I remember when he came in 18 years old um, and he was a rookie and there was uh, a little bit of hype on him back then. But when he started, you know, getting a little bit better and being productive and started to show who he was going to be, you know, for the last four or five years, he's been saying, I can get better every year. And and this year he is he's even better than he was a year ago. His leadership skills are better. Um, What he's doing um, in the paint, in my opinion, his physicality and the pounding and, and the abuse, if you will, that he's taken and still scoring inside. And he's starting to hit his threes now, you know. Leave the free throws aside for now. That'll be the improvement, right. probably as the season goes, or maybe in the in the coming years. Because we but,
0: know when he gets to the postseason, uh, yeah, there's a roadmap that's if, been proven absolutely. to at least beat him yeah. for right now. There's there's no doubt
1: about it, and and certain teams are are just going to play it that way, and that's that's okay. That's part of basketball. But um, I, I think he'll get better in that aspect. But um, to me, it, it still starts with him. The fact that he's better, and so the guys around him are only. Going to be better too because he sets he sets the pace for him, um, and it's pretty remarkable to see the the way that they have constructed this roster this year. Um, I know coming in when they added his brother uh, Thanasis, and then the Lopez uh, uh, Robin Lopez came in to join mm-hmm. Brooke. I thought, what's going on here? Is this is this a good thing to have? You know, on a small roster of fifteen guys, seventeen guys, is this good to have yeah. two sets of brothers here together? But it's actually. Um, been a pleasant surprise, in my opinion. They've they've really worked out. Uh, they've worked it out well together. Where there's, they've made it more of a family. I think of players this year together, and the um, the bond that these guys have, I've have not seen on this particular franchise in the twenty years that I've covered it.
0: What the, the beginning of the season, they started off two and two, and there was boy, it was not panic, but there was a lot of questions. You know, did. You know, what uh, the Raptors did, figure them out, and this is the way teams are going to play them. Is it going to be – and it just looked dysfunctional. It just didn't look right. And all of a sudden, after that Boston game, they've just taken off. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't now 14 out of 15 or something, 15 out of 16, something like that. Well, I, and they've yeah. been phenomenal. What, what at that point in time what – what clicked – well, I think you know. It, to be honest with you, you know,
1: you had Kyle Korver to the mix and, and Wes Matthews to the mix, and, and that's beginning of the season. You have you have Robin Lopez added to the mix as well, um, and then you're operating without uh, Malcolm Brogdon. You know, right out mm-hmm. of the gates, too. I think I think those things, getting those uh, veteran players uh, acclimated to their new team, adjusting without uh, a playmaker like Malcolm Brogdon. I, I think that's. That's been a, a period of adjustment that I think is still going on right now. Um, I think Wes has found his groove now with this team. I don't think Kyle Korber has quite yet. Mm-hmm. I think he has in the locker room. He's 38 years old. He's in the ex, he's an extension of Coach Bud for the, for the players. But he's still out on the court playing, and uh, I don't think his offensive productivity is where he wants it to be right now. So there are some things in the making there, but I think early on it was just – it was just having these guys simply start to click and understand one another in in real time play.
0: See, I love the fact that they kept a guy like George Hill around, a guy that is another extension, yeah. has been there, well, done and that.
1: That's the other thing. They brought him in mid season, and and he was hurt for a little bit uh, before he got healthy during that playoff run, and and now he's with the team for the first time, mm-hmm. you know, since the beginning of the season, which is it's a difference maker to to not have to add guys in, in right. midseason to make your team better. You know, people would ask me even when the season began, where do you see them making an adjustment at the trade deadline? And I'm like, barring a major injury to somebody. They may I, not. I, I, they may not.
0: Yeah. Um, I want to well, what is Coach Bud to this team? Because uh, it seems like – Bill Jackson used to get a ton of credit because he just had guys. He went out and won. He had Michael and then everybody else kind of following behind him. And Bud will never get as much credit because Giannis is the superstar that he is. But there is something to being the straw that stirs the drink and does it in the right direction. What what, what does Coach Budenholzer do to this team? Well, I mean, to be honest with you, he's
1: he's, um, uh, a father figure to some of these guys. Um, um, He's a guy that I think they respect from the standpoint that he just understands that he doesn't have to overwork guys. He doesn't have to um, discipline in an old school way. Um, yesterday, uh, this one was uh, eye opening. It was in the third quarter yesterday. Game already well at hand, and he had called a play that Giannis was to run, and it wasn't getting run. And he, Coach Bud, called a timeout in the middle of their offense. And basically in front of everybody, as Giannis walked back towards the bench, he went up to him, got, got in his face, pointed his finger at him, and he he set the bar straight. Things mm-hmm. aren't run the way you want them to run. They're the way I want them to run. I call the play, run a play. It was that type of an example. And you could tell Giannis was like, whoa. But he respected his coach. Went to the bench, so did the players. They got things straightened out. I mean, this is like with a 30-point lead. It's things like that, I think, that if, if players can can respect a coach for not pulling that all the time on them and pulling them at the right times. Guys, you have to understand something. We have a big lead right now. We still need to run our offense. We still need to do things to, to, keep, to keep each other um, honest and in check. And, and I think that was, that was a moment right there that I think was very visible for everybody to see if they were paying attention to the game at the time. That you we
0: also have now. to have a superstar, though, that understands and is humble enough to say, I will accept coaching.
1: Absolutely. And I, and I think, I think a, a lot of their roster does accept that. I think he's put guys on his team – like Corver and, and and Wes Matthews and George Hill, guys that he's familiar with, Ursan Ilyasova, mm-hmm. guys that he's familiar with that, that understand that and you know, if they understand it, the rest of the guys have to understand it too. But you're right, it, it does start with the superstar. There's no question about that. And I don't think we're going to see too many more of those situations like that again like we saw last night.
0: Going to go ahead and take a quick break. Uh, we're talking with Craig Kashan from Fox Sports Wisconsin. When we come back, we're going to talk some Brewers baseball. I know we talked a little bit earlier with Adam McCalvey. We'll get uh, Craig's take as to what is and isn't going on over there uh, inside Miller Park. We are broadcasting live out here at the Toy Drive. We're out on uh, on Rawson Avenue and uh, it is uh, the Blaine's Farm fleet on Rawson avenue as a matter of fact and that's where you can find us come on by and say hi it's the uh, the annual toy drive for children's wisconsin and robin's nest it's brought to you by a lot of great people uh, who help us out down here each and every year that is all state insurance brothers consolidated heating and air conditioning young express and rocky rococo pizza and pasta we've got more coming up right after this you're listening to the bill michaels sports talk network our friends over at Cousin Subs they want to remind you that the euro is back if you're going to stop over to Cousin Subs you can uh, pick it up in person they even deliver in some areas now but uh, otherwise you can go to cousinssubs.com and see all that Cousin Subs has to offer and Cousin Subs is the official sub provider for the uh, Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network and go to CousinsSubs.com, download the app on any mobile device you have, and that will make your life happy. We are broadcasting live down here at Blaine's Farm and Fleet on Rosson Avenue in Old Creek. It is the annual toy drive for Children's Wisconsin and Robin's Nest, and thanks to everybody that has come out today, including our buddy uh, Craig of Fox Sports Wisconsin, joining us here. We talked a lot of bucks in the last segment, so uh, we had Adam on a little bit earlier and uh, it is a drastically different-looking Brewers team now than it was just a couple of weeks ago. So as you watch these deals and these non-tendered offers and such begin to unfold or not, uh, what are your thoughts?
1: Well, it's, it's interesting. I, I didn't think that they were going to you know, clean house as much as they have. Uh, however, um, I, I, do, I do know that uh, I would be very surprised if some of these, uh, some of these guys that they have let go – I think for money purposes right now, and to, to avoid you know um, arbitration and, and that type of thing, I think that there's a potential to re-sign some of these guys down the road. Um, and but the big name guys are gone. I mm-hmm. mean, Grandal's gone, Mustakis is gone. Uh, we all understand that right now. And I think you know more so than some of the some of the uh, players that they have let go uh, since then is who are they really going to get to fill some key positions right now and, and it to me first and third and, and the other half of catcher if not a number one catcher right. at this point I mean that's that's going to be require a lot of work here but I, but I will say this Bill um, I learned after the first year of David Stearns uh, since he took over as general manager um, I can't predict what he is going to do because mm-hmm. that's impossible he comes up with the some of the biggest surprise trades and signings and whether they're big or small that I've, that I've seen in a long, long time. So, um, I, I promise you this, whatever he's doing, they're doing by design and, and they still have a lot of work to go, but I think that they completely understand that and, and are ready to get going.
0: I, uh, there was a lot of people last night uh, after that uh, tender offer deadline passed, and we knew who was not going to be with the team. We knew Mustaka signed and moved on. You have the hole at catcher. You have the hole at first base. And over at third base, you need pitching. And I watched Twitter and emails and Facebook and everything blow up. Yeah. And, and and there's the what the hell are you doing? They're it's, sitting on the money. it's kind of you blown know.
1: up like it hasn't in recent years, right. wouldn't you think?
0: Yeah, absolutely. And And I understand it because if this is the way it is, you're correct in blowing up. But that's when I thought, uh, when people started coming at me, and I'm sure they come at you too, uh, whether it's on Twitter or wherever, and I said, what do you think? And I, I, my, my response was, I'm going to wait and see. You, there's no way you're going to waste one a year of Christian Yelich in a rebuild, in a kind of retool. I agree. This is the last time you have this outfield together. Ryan Braun's coming up at the end of his deal. You're going get, a, you're hoping for a bounce back year of Lorenzo Cain. So if you get all those pieces back and healthy – And you've got Keston Hira, who's now legit, and we know you're going to get some power numbers out of him. You're not going to blow it up and say, well, let's reset things and sit on money. You're not going to do that. And you're not going to tell your fans, oh, by the way, wait another year, and then we're going to go ahead and stockpile $70 bucks, and we'll see you again in 2021. That won't fly. So that's why it's kind of like, just be realistic here. Just relax. Let's see what happens. And come February, and maybe even beyond, because we've seen deals as late into February, Maybe then we'll sit there and say, "Okay, now we get what the methodology was." But I'm not—I'm not really reacting to this. Right? I'll miss those guys. I love Moose in the clubhouse, and we right, all—we right. all love those guys. And and having Eric Thames around as a big smiling face and the hulking maniac—it was great. But I'm not panicking as far as baseball on the field goes just yet. No, I'm not either.
1: And you know, there's there's there are a few holes. Obviously, we understand that. But um, there's. Uh, there's a reconstruction process, I think, with this team every year. I, I don't think a lot of us saw uh, Grandal coming to the Brewers a year ago right. uh, for the 2019 season. I'm not sure. You know, a lot of people were, were guaranteed that Moose was going to come back last year either. So those things fit in really nicely for the club. Uh, and then they made some moves. You know, during the season, you know uh, what Pomerantz was able to do. Right. Hey, kudos to him. If some team's going to give him four years and 30 million dollars to do something he's already done, only done for two months, great for him. But that's
0: right. not that's not the Brewers' M.O. To be, he was a much better reliever than he was a starter. If right. you look at his numbers and the way the Brewers utilized him and when they picked him up, it was perfect. Right, Because he could fill in if you needed to, but otherwise you just stockpiled the bullpen, and we all know what they've done with their bullpen. So I, I thought it was a brilliant move at the time, and yeah, if he's going to go get that kind of money and be a bullpen guy, go for it. All those you know? guys got four-year deals, you know, just under a hundred
1: million dollars. I mean that that's not that's not how the Brewers can play ball uh, mm-hmm. with everybody right now, as far as constructing their team goes. So, you know, my my thing is, people be patient. Uh, it's going to happen. It's early December. In fact, uh, I don't think Grandall Moose were added to the roster until uh, January, right of last right. year. It yeah. was
0: it was pretty pretty much but uh, later. The on roster the movement last year was like a, a log jam. It just nothing trickled out of the dam until January and February right. last year. Uh, and the big deals weren't signed with Bryce Harper and and uh, Machado until late. So this year, I think, is going to be different. There's already movement. There's already guys being signed. I think clubs are, are quicker. I think the money has it, it's it's stabilized a little bit. It's not as crazy as it was. Um, you know, obviously Cincinnati's formidable. We know the Cubs are still going to be good, but they've changed managers. We don't know how good they're going to be. You've got the incumbent in St. Louis. This division's going to be really tough. Uh, I don't know whether mediocre or tough is going to be the two words we're probably going to use the most, you know? Yeah, for sure. It's uh, it's going to be competitive. We
1: know that. And and certainly what the Cincinnati Reds have done by adding Moose and uh, and some other pieces as well, and they're probably not done. They're, they're ready to be probably where the Brewers were a couple of years ago uh, and make some big splash type uh, signings and whatnot. But, uh, you know, the Brewers will be in a position uh, where they will figure out a way to put the right guys in the right spot. And they're not going to they're not going to overpay people right now. And I will say this, too. I, I think it's. I don't know if I want to use the word refreshing or not, but but at least there's no there's no BS with players. At least they've mm-hmm. they've always been uh, very good about being up front with players and say, you know what, Eric Thames, you're due to make eight million dollars. I can't pay you eight million dollars to be on this team this year, so you set him free. If he can find another suitor, great. Um, If they say to Junior Garrett, you've been been great on this team for the last five or six years, but we can't pay you four or five or six million dollars to do what you've been doing for us. If you can find someone else to do it, great. If not, those are guys they can keep going back to and say, you know, maybe we can still work out something to be here. Mm -hmm. But they, they have to do the budget first. And I know fans don't want to hear that. I know fans think that they're, they think they're so close to making that next push and They've decided to go this route to try to make that
0: next push. I agree with you about you can't just blow up the budget. Because everybody starts with a budget. I mean, even the Yankees start with a budget and say, let's work within the confines of this. I think two things that, that one, the word competitiveness drives me crazy because I don't want to be competitive. You know, the Pirates are trying to be competitive. What you're trying to do is be a contender and win a championship. And that's where this team should be. So, to me, it's all about moving forward and getting better not regressing, And and then the second thing is, and we've been told uh, at this program uh, by David Stearns, by Craig Council, by Rick Schlesinger, that money would not be the object if they felt they were close. And so I guess what I'm hoping for as a fan now is that money gets invested and we see something that's going to excite us, sprinkle in the rest, what's going to be formidable, and you're hoping to catch some lightning in a bottle like they've done, say, with a Yuli scene or something like that. And uh, and then tell us that if this or that piece is where we're at, and we need it, we're going to get it. Don't worry about it. We're going to get it. What I see is a team that has come close and been in the bidding, and you know, but some of the deals that they've made are the ones they didn't make. Thank God they didn't get you, Darvish, for that amount of money. Correct, yeah. You know, thank God that they didn't pick up some of these guys what they were in the bidding for, and we were all going, oh, my God, well, they're not coming here, so the Brewers aren't serious. Well, thank God they didn't get them, because they haven't been, you know, leaders in their clubhouses either. Now Darvish pitched better this past year, but nevertheless, so – I just want to see, that, I guess, as a fan, that the team is serious about going for it, especially while you have such a small window with Christian Yellich still Yeah, I mean, but you're, you're that sure. guy has another MVP season. Holy mackerel! Well, and he—he's he going to probably gonna, had be, one this season. He will be your three hundred fifty million dollar man, four hundred million dollar right. man. Exactly, exactly. Because remember when they were talking about Bryce Harper being your first half a billion dollar guy? Mm-hmm. He could be that guy. Yeah. Because he's, he's got better numbers than Trout he's and, numbers. and Bryce Harper,
1: he's ripe at the age and and uh, man, I tell you what, if he doesn't follow that ball off his kneecap, he wins a second consecutive right. MVP. I don't think there's any question. And um, so,
0: you, and who knows what they do in the postseason, you,
1: huh? Who knows what they do in the postseason? Exactly. Well, I mean, look what they look what they did. They were ten it. minutes
0: away from beating Washington.
1: So think about this: you don't have your MVP for the final month of the season going into that wild card game, and look how. Where do you put credit to who did what to make up for the loss of Christian Yelich during that time? You got to start with your general manager and you got to start with your manager and what they did with what they had, but they had, they had talented guys who were all in and understood their roles. And these are the type of guys that they still need to go after they're still eyeing i mean there's a certain blueprint for who they want in this organization i mean mm-hmm. make no mistake about it they're not they're just not out to to pluck this guy and that guy because everybody thinks he's good and he puts up decent numbers there's they're diving much deeper into that and and those are the kind of guys that are going to make up for the loss of a Christian Yelts like we saw last year during that
0: playoff run. Well, enjoy the rest of the Bucs season, then we'll breathe a little, and then we'll see you back at spring training. Sounds great.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Thanks
0: for having me. Craig Sean, the man that never sleeps. We're going to go ahead and take a quick break. We're down here at uh, Blaine's Farm and Fleet on Rosson Avenue in Oak Creek. Uh, we're going to talk to Tom Pippins coming up next. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michaels Show after this. Border to Border. The Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network.